0: Yo, what's up guys? If you enjoy watching Nintendo games on YouTube and Twitch, make sure you go check out Potato Manzo, my own brother, on YouTube and Twitch. He streams all Nintendo games, so make sure you go uh, check him out. It's very entertaining, very fun. You can check him out on Instagram, also at Potato Manzo. Make sure you go watch on Twitch and YouTube, and let's get on with the show. Yo, what's going on guys? Before we get on with today's episode, I just want everyone listening to this today to make sure you're following us on Instagram at QF Podcast and on Twitter at QF Podcast underscore. And check out our YouTube channel at Quarantine Football Podcast. You know, we post our episodes on YouTube and all that good stuff. And everyone listening today, I want you all to do one quick favor for me. Tell a friend about us. You know, share the link with one of your friends today. Doesn't have to be multiple friends. Could be mul- could be multiple. Could be just one. But tell a friend. Tell a friend. Get our show out there. Word of mouth. You know the vibes. Thank you, everyone. And, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. What's going on? Back at you. with another episode of Quarantine Football. Like always, I'm your co-host Ryan with you guys today on another very hot summer day in New Jersey. You know, like always, starting to get this hot weather in the summer. it was in in like the 90s right now. I went to the park for a little bit, uh, you know, sweat my ass off just sitting there on the bench talking to some friends. So that was wonderful. But, uh, you know, got my man Dorian with us today. What's going on, Dorian? How's your day been so far?
1: Man, like you said, it's another hot one today, but you know other than that, it's pretty good, and I'm excited today.
0: Yeah, man, if you guys are watching the YouTube uh, video of this, you can see Dorian's background he's got the uh, the little stars on his uh, on his windows you know that's, I think that's some great stuff right there, uh, you know it was just sort of like a childhood throwback maybe when like your mom will give you like a lullaby before you go to bed.
1: Uh, well, I, I share a room with my little brother, so you know. Uh, we we had to keep we had to keep the stars up but don't worry new setup is going to be coming soon hopefully within the next couple of videos it'll be there so we'll see yeah
0: i mean you know hopefully you know you got to get the uh we got to get the background going for you like uh what Nate and I have with the uh back here you guys can see we got the quarantine football logo behind me we got the uh green screen going in here one time i walked in here and uh you know my my shirt was green and I didn't even realize we had the green screen going. So I walk in, I turn zoom on and I just see a floating head on my screen. And I was like, I, and immediately I realized I had to change my shirt. So that was a funny moment right there, but you know, hopping into why we're here today. We have a very special guest on the show today. My man, Chase Minitari, former South Dakota state kicker. What's going on, man. How you doing today?
2: Hey, doing well, you know, uh, went out and did a little bit of kicking this morning and, uh, staying in shape and all that sort of good stuff, uh, here in South Dakota. But, uh, it's been a good day so far.
0: Yeah, that's the stuff right there. You know, this uh, summer weather getting, uh, starting to come by. I know, you know, South Dakota, obviously, completely different weather than Jersey, I assume. Uh, you know, maybe, I, I'm trying to think. See, so, yeah, South Dakota's up north. So, you know, would it, is it like a little bit cooler in South Dakota? I, I'm not really big on like the weather and all that stuff. So, I'm not too sure.
2: Yeah, you know, the, the winters are brutally cold and the summers <laughs> are nice and warm. But uh, right now, it's about 72 out. So, it's about perfect. Uh, it's warm, but uh, not, not blazing hot. But uh, definitely those winters can get pretty dang cold and uh, we get a lot of snow and wind. But uh, other than that, yeah, South Dakota good. I like it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, 72 is kind of something that I would, uh, I would want right now, not really 90 degrees. <laughs> and uh, I know you mentioned, you know, you put up a couple of kicks today, you know, on the field. Uh, what would you say is the farthest kick you've made just like in your recreation time, obviously like not in a game, you know, we're, we're not going to be hitting like 60 yard field goals in games and stuff like that. Have you ever been able to, you know, hit a 60 yarder like in your recreation time, just like practicing?
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. That's uh, kind of where I, I moved back to um, when I'm training right now. Um, you know, anything past 60 is kind of, it, you know, it's, it's been done obviously in the NFL, but it's pretty unrealistic. Um you know, uh, you, you get maybe uh, an opportunity once or twice in your entire career if you are in the NFL. And so 60 is about that 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 limit. And Anything under there you know you're going to get shots at. But, uh, um, you know, furthest, furthest I've ever gone is uh, I think 63, 64. Sheesh. Just, um, nice. you know, it's, it's nice and windy in South Dakota every once in a while. So you kind of utilize the wind whenever you get a chance. And um, so that was – that's been the furthest I I've done.
0: So, Sheesh, I mean, I could barely even kick it 15 yards. Like, let <laughs> like that's just insane how how you guys can just kick it 60 yards so so easily. That's just crazy. And you know, like you you mentioned when the NFL with those 60 yard field goal that's been done. You know, uh, recent memory of mine. I'm a Giants fan, and you know when uh, Elliot hit that uh that 60 plus yard field goal on us, broke broke my heart. Broke my just shattered yeah. it. you know it just, it's just sucks you know and that's happened to us twice too you know even against the panthers when they hit when <laughs> gram gano hit that 60 yard i don't know what it is with the giants and just having that look but you know that's just that's awesome you know uh 60 plus yards that's just extremely like beyond impressive so love that right there and uh i'm gonna hop into you know some more questions that, that i have one that we like to you know kind of start off with right off the bat is uh how did you start playing football to begin with and then more specifically why kicker
2: yeah, so uh um you know I've been fortunate enough to uh, watch my uncle play in the NFL ever since I've been born um so football's been you know in my family since the beginning since I was a little little kid and everything like that so um football's always been in the family um I also grew up uh playing soccer so that was um another um decently uh easiest transition from from soccer kicking to kicking a football and so that was kind of the reason as to uh, why I, I did that and you know like like I said you know having my uncle in the league and being able to watch him and uh, have him grow up as kind of like my role model and um, everything like that um, it was another reason as to why I became more of a kicker and uh, you know in high school and everything I was a wide receiver and uh, I played safety and, and stuff like that but uh, everything kind of played out the way it did in college and um, became the place kicker there.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure a lot of our listeners, you know, right off the bat, when I, uh, when I mentioned your name, they hear Vinatieri immediately, you know, people think of Adam Vinatieri, the the greatest kicker of all time, you know, what did, what was it, or what is it like for you, you know, being able to learn from Adam Vinatieri, who's your uncle, you know, being the, the greatest kicker of all time.
2: Um, yeah, you know, that's a good question. Uh, for me, I'm just very fortunate that uh, I have that resource. Um, honestly, uh, he's, he's my family. Uh, he's my uncle, you know, it's just like everybody else's family. Um, you know, you go to family reunions and you hang out and you talk and uh, you get to talk about normal things in life, but mm-hmm. because he's been so success successful in what he does um, in me trying to pursue that dream as well, um, you know, it's, it, I'm just very fortunate to have that resource and um, it's been, it's been very cool. It's, I've definitely um, realized how cool and important it is kind of now the older I get than it, than what it was kind of back when I was younger, uh, kind of going through all this process and everything and people really understanding who he is and what he's done. And um, even for myself, understanding all that, it's been, it's been really cool. I've been very, very fortunate.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's just incredible. You know, Vinatieri is just the greatest kicker of all time. You know, I, I can't even imagine, you know, all the stuff he's taught you, I'm sure for the game of uh, for kicking specifically, just some awesome, awesome stuff right there. Dorian, I'm going to pass it over to you for a few questions, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, kind of going along those lines, you know, I was doing some reading on you and I saw some articles pertaining to, Oh, could the Patriots go towards the next Vinatieri? Like, what, what is it like be uh, being compared to him now that you know you uh, you you graduated and everything um, you know uh,
2: it's it's difficult uh, at some points but also um, I think you know we're two completely different uh, people uh, you know he he's himself and I'm myself and um you know we're twenty four years difference from when he started kicking in the NFL to where I'm trying to start kicking in the NFL. So there's a lot of things that have been, that are different. um, But, you know, I, I've kind of gotten it, you know, my whole life and a lot of it is just, it, you know, I, yeah, like I said, it's it, nothing's really new. There, a lot of the stuff's always the same. So you just gotta, gotta keep, pushing on and you know moving forward and um making making the next kick and and that sort of thing as as my own individual I'd say
1: yeah definitely so going off on what you said kind of going back towards you what would you say is the hardest part about being a kicker
2: yeah that's a good question you know um personally, I, I enjoy going out and, and having, you know, those pressure kicks and having those big time moments on me. And, um, it's, it's me out there, you know, being just pushing me to be successful. Um, I'd say that probably the hardest, the hardest thing as a kicker is, you know, you get very, very slim opportunities to, um, you know, make an impact in the game. And, uh, every kick is valuable no matter what. And when, um, you know, you're unsuccessful at a kick, it's, it's tough to go back on the sideline. And, you know, you analyze kind of what happened, um, between the snap, the hold, the kick. And, um, at that point, that's when you got to push it to the side, move on. Can't think about it anymore. You know, it's done and it over with, and, um, it's on to the next kick. And I'd say that's probably the, the toughest part about being a kicker.
1: Yeah, definitely. Kicker is uh, obviously we we've seen watching the NFL and even college football. It's a it's a very easy position where you can lose uh, kind of that confidence. You know, I, I'm a Cowboys fan personally, and I've I've witnessed over the last two years Brett Maher, who he, he's a he's a good kicker, but you know it's just certain points where. Uh, you know, he he could make and nail a 60-plus-yard field goal. Yeah. But when it comes down to the end of the game, he could he could miss a 30-yard field goal. And that, that always, like, it always lost me. Like, how, how can you make a 60-yard field goal, but a 30-yard field goal is, like, you shank it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of it,
2: too, um, being a kicker is all mental. You know, I'd say – over half of what we do as a kicker is mental, you know, because we go out and um, everything that we do on the field should be the exact same every kick, no matter what, whether it's an extra point, 20 yarder, 60 yarder, it it shouldn't matter. Nothing really should change. um, Kicking wise. So a lot of it comes down to, you know, just uh, that mental aspect and everything um, in between, in between your ears. So um, again that's another difficult part as being a kicker you got to be you got to be super strong mentally and uh, be able to just keep pushing on forward when things don't go your way because uh, you know you're either the hero or the villain you either are, are loved or you're hated and um, there's just and that's just the way it is there's really no in between as a kicker
0: yeah I mean definitely you know a lot of people, I feel like, you know, average fans don't really realize. They see a missed kick. They're like, oh, you know, immediately blame it on the kicker. It's his fault. That's why they missed it. That's really not the case. You know, there's the long snapper. There's the holder. There's there's just a lot of, uh, you know, minimal, like, things that average fans don't realize that go into the process of a kick. And, you know, we really can't blame all missed kicks on the kicker. I think people need to really look past that and, you know, finally start to realize it doesn't all fall on the kicker for a kick to happen. What would you say, you know, is in your personal experience one thing or just in your opinion, one thing that is really, really key for a kick just to, you know, go absolutely perfect and for, for to make a kicker's job easy, basically?
2: Yeah, man. Um, when you go out there on the field, you're still playing a team sport. There's 11 guys on the field and every man needs to do their, do their part. So it, it starts up front. You know, you got to have guys um, on the O-line that are willing to block for you and be selfless as a, as a player, because uh, that's, um, you know, a part, They're, what they do is going to help you with your success. Then you got to be able to trust your long snapper to do his job got to trust your holder to do his job and um ultimately i have to do my job and so there's a lot of factors and variables out there that um that like you said not a lot of people really do understand um everybody sees that end result and that's why the kicker gets blamed for it a lot which um you know a lot of them do take responsibility in that because it is what uh you know in the nfl you get paid a lot of money to do um being a professional and but uh there's a lot of of things that kind of go along with it that everybody else is a professional as well, and that's why they're on the team, and that's why they're making the big bucks at that point so um yeah, you know there's there is definitely a lot and it's not even everybody could still do their part perfectly, and um it could be you know the weather um snow, rain, super windy uh all those super all those other different conditions that uh, can cause a kick to be successful or unsuccessful um, for that attempt. but
0: Yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of factors that really, you know, pitch into every play in football, including kicks. You know, we talked about on the show that, you know, every football play is pretty much like a, a mini miracle. Like, you, there's just so many things that have to go right for a play to be successful that, like, everything that happens is, like, a tiny miracle because there's just so much that can go can, can go wrong, can go haywire. So, you know, really just, like, it really doesn't all fall on the kicker. There's the long snapper, there's the holders, there's the guys blocking. So really, you know, fans really need to start focusing in on the other aspects, aspects of like the, uh, the kicking process pretty much is uh, all I'm trying to get out there. But, you know, kind of shifting gears towards a different aspect of your career. You know, you spent your uh, collegiate career at South Dakota uh, State. You know, could you uh, talk about, you know, your experiences uh, attending South Dakota State?
2: Yeah, I absolutely love South Dakota State. Um... I went in as a freshman and redshirted, so I sat out a year and uh, was able to do my schooling and uh, partake in practices and uh, all that fun stuff and and uh, everything besides playing in a game, but um, that's just kind of how things go, and um, I I absolutely loved it and was able to be the starting kicker uh, from my redshirt freshman year on through, so I'm very fort- fortunate in that to to be able to do that, um, you know, I, uh, I, um, um, had a great bond with all my brothers and teammates and, um, had a great time, um, getting to know all those guys throughout the years and, uh, everybody all along the way with the team and, and the coaches and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I had a, had a good time and, um, it's crazy that it's all, it's all
0: over. Yeah, man. I mean, everyone tells me that, you know, I'm going off to college uh, for the first time in the fall, hope, fingers crossed, you know, attending James Madison University. But, you know, everyone tells me that it really just goes by like a blur. And, you know, obviously you, you agree with that. So, you know, hopefully uh, I'm hoping that I could cherish all four years and, uh, you know, kind of reverting back to you, what would you say is your favorite memory out of uh, all four years at South Dakota State, you know, on and off the field?
2: yeah I'd say uh, I'll start with off the field. I think um just getting to know uh my teammates and um, being able to live with some of them and um, becoming lifelong friends with those guys and um, hopefully be able to live the rest of our lives together as as friends as brothers as um as partners you know just being able to uh, visit everybody when they have kids and are married and go to their weddings and and that sort of thing I feel. Like there's a lot of people out there that uh, they, they, they make great friends and um, they're friends for the rest of their lives. And um, I hope to have that as well. And uh, I guess for on the field memories, um, I'd have to say um, playing at Montana State, I was very fortunate enough uh, that uh, our coaches called the fake field goal and um, I was able to score a touchdown. So, um, again – I'm fortunate and blessed that uh, I have two touchdowns on my record and um, have a couple of game-winning field goals at that. But uh, I'd have to say my touchdown at Montana State, well, I'll, I'll never forget that moment
0: yeah that's a great moment i mean you know kickers you know getting to score that touchdown is just incredible, incredible right there and you know how would you describe you know your feelings the moment you you scored that touchdown because obviously as a kicker you know you're you're mostly kicking field goals 99 percent of the time again to score that touchdown is like a pretty much like a once in like i would say like one in a thousand thing to happen for a kicker you know it doesn't happen often obviously what would you what would you how would you describe your feelings you know that the moment that happened?
2: Yeah, it was, it was incredible. Like uh, just everything on how it all built up and um, everything, you know, throughout the week, we, we watched the film, we practiced the plays, um, you know, all we needed in the game was for them to, to come hard and come off a, the certain edge that they did. And, um, you know, we were going to run it and execute it. And um, that's exactly what happened. A lot of, a lot of people, thought you know just go get the first down run run out of bounds but if you get that opportunity I was gonna do a big and uh and score a touchdown so that's that's what I did and um man it was incredible it was it was awesome hearing hearing the away crowd just blaring uh to where you can't hear anything to absolutely dead silent and you could hear a, a pin drop so it was it was awesome
0: yeah, I mean, that's, a, that's some great stuff right there. You know, the atmosphere just suddenly changing because of something you did on the field. You know, that's just – that's incredibly, incredibly awesome right there. Uh, Dorian, I'm going to pass over to you for some questions.
1: Oh, yeah. And go- going off that, uh, you know, when you, when you watch the NFL and you see certain plays where kickers get the opportunity to score, like uh, the Eagles and, and Miami, that was probably one of the best plays of the season. Like, is, is that something that you, you envision yourself doing one day? Man, yeah.
2: First off, I I like to just get on a team and be able to to help a team out and score points that way and and everything like that, but yeah, absolutely. I uh you know, I pride myself in um, you know, being um athletic and more than just, you know, uh that stereotypical kicker and and everything like that. Um whatever whatever the coaches believe in me and and see me uh, doing and doing it successfully, you know i'm I'm absolutely all for whatever whatever it is that the team needs,
1: yeah, definitely, and I mean, I, again, like I was reading up on you, and you you seem fairly confident. I know a lot of guys um who who obviously they don't get drafted and they they get upset, but I was doing some reading, and you were like, yeah, I mean, kickers don't normally get drafted they go into a team, and I think that's something I admire about you that you have that confidence anyway.
2: Yeah. Uh, like I, yeah, like I've said before, you know, um, this year there's, there's quite a few kickers that were drafted, um, actually, but, um, it's, it's very rare, you know, you get two, three, um, a year and, um, everybody else is at a dra- undrafted free agent at that point. So, you know, you just gotta, gotta give it time, keep working hard. Um, you know, it, keep working until you you get your opportunity if that ever does come. And uh, you got to make the best of that opportunity when it does come. So uh, you you could get one, two, three, however many, but, uh, you know, you want to make that very first one count if it ever happens. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm saying, optimistic for and, and hope
1: one day that, that does uh, come. Yeah, definitely. And for going on to my next question, you hear a lot of analysts now saying, you know they should probably get rid of kicking in the game because, you know, some 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 of I, I see Ryan shaking his head. Like, <laughs> honestly, I think that's that's a ridiculous argument in in my mind because kickers. Uh, part part of their reasoning is because kickers have such a great outcome on the game, but that that's the point. Like, you see, like speak, speaking on your uncle, you know, he he's been part of, I think, two or three of the clutchest kicks in history, so. It, it comes It comes down to those moments at the end of the day. And I think kickers are an extremely important part of the game.
2: Yeah, I, I'm on your guys' side as well, being a kicker. I think kickers are, are definitely very valuable in the game. Um, you know, they've already changed the game once a few years back by pushing back the extra point and you see how much that extra point percentage has gone down. And it's really um, changing the game already Um, and it's, and it's, uh, only been a few years at that. Um, you know, I, I feel like changing the game, it, it just, it's going to ruin the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to really say, or have a say in any of all that, but, uh, yeah, if you take out kicking, you're completely changing the game of football and it's not really football anymore, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. Like, you just think about so many of the so many games really come down to those clutch kicks like why would you want to get rid of that it provides you know for the fans like just you know ed- you're on like the edge of your seat you want to see you're like you're like oh you know is he gonna make it is he gonna miss here it? it just provides such excitement and really plays into such a bi- it just has such a big role in the game of football I don't know why they would ever want to get rid of kickers that just seems like a it's a stupid idea I'll, I'll just put it at that but you know i know recently in the nfl they've had talks of you know getting rid of the onside kick and replacing it with sort of like a fourth and 15 like conversion on like the 35 yard line or something like that what are, what are your thoughts on uh you know that idea proposed by the nfl
2: um you know again i don't i don't really have much to say on that um you know it is what it is if it changes uh i can I totally understand the reasoning to, behind why they they would or might might change it with you know just health reasons concussions and um, hard hits and stuff like that. So I understand everything behind it. But uh, then again, there's another another play of the game that you take away from the kicker who could only have one chance to make an impact on that game, or he could have eight or ten or however many times. But again. Um, taking away that onside kick again takes away from that kicker's opportunity to be on the field and help the team um, when they need him.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, we've seen, I think back to the, the uh, championship game between the Packers and Seahawks, that onside kick pretty much changed the outcome of that game. Like that, uh, I'm trying to remember what year it was, but you know, the the Seahawks were down to the uh, Packers and the Packers botched the onside kick and the Seahawks ended up winning because of it. You know, really, we obviously you know onside kick they don't have they're not successful uh, we all know that but yeah they, but when they happen they just play such a big part in the change of the game and I i completely agree I think you know why change something that you know people I guess I wouldn't say necessarily enjoy but just something that's always been a part of the game I just don't see why they would necessarily change that so 100% agree with you there and then kind of uh, talking more about the NFL you know what are your thoughts on this upcoming season? Cause obviously, you know, it's already up in the air with the virus. Do you think that, you know, the season's going to start on time or that, you know, something drastic is going to happen and they're going to have to change some stuff around?
2: That's a very good question. <laughs> uh, you probably know more than I do to be honest <laughs> with you on how everything's going to play out. I really have no clue at all. Um, I've kind of, been just following you know the ESPN and the reports and just day-to-day just seeing if anything new has happened if there's any new updates um players still are can't really go to their facilities yet and um you know it's a wild wild time right now and um you know like I said I have no idea what is gonna happen or anything like that but uh I'll stay ready and and hope for an opportunity if things do ever ever do happen but if there is no football this year man it's going to be a weird year for the whole United States
0: Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how, <laughs> how the U.S. is going to survive without the NFL, honestly. Like, we have fingers crossed that we get to see yeah. you know, Yesterday, they actually released new information that the MLB is uh, looking to start up. You know, I, I saw they're uh, giving the players till I think it was sometime today to let them know if they're going to show up to training camps or not. You know, I think that, in my opinion, a bit premature. You know, as of right now, I don't think we, they got to rush baseball back. Obviously, you know, with the NBA, that's coming back in July. They've done, an excellent job I think bringing that back but you know with, with football they I feel like they've kind of uh now I wouldn't say they got fortunate but they got kind of lucky with when the virus hit because you know it hit pretty much at the start of their off season they've been able to prepare since pretty much since March pretty much for the start of the season in September so I feel like you know I I personally have faith that we're going to have a season come September, whether it be no fans, some fans, you know, personally, I don't care as long as I get to watch on my TV and play fantasy football and enjoy football. (laughs) I am perfectly happy with whatever we get.
1: Uh, Dorian, I don't know if you feel the same about that. Yeah, man. I mean, look at the the end of the day, you know, at at the end of the day, safety is the most important thing, but you know, football without fans doesn't, doesn't strike me as football. strikes me as a scrimmage kind of yeah just you know
0: yeah it's pretty much how it is I think you know we just got to prepare for that and uh you know we'll see what happens for the future but you know with that I'm gonna wrap up this one for today I think that's a good spot to end off of Chase I want to thank you so much for being able to come on and talk with us again today man appreciate you being able to uh you know discuss your experiences and your thoughts on uh, the upcoming season you have anything else you want to say before we sign off
2: no man uh, i appreciate you guys having me on uh we had a good we had a good little conversation there and uh uh, best of luck to both of you guys and your podcast and your future and your guys's future endeavors and everything like that so i appreciate you guys having me on and i had a good time thank you
0: yeah thank you man appreciate that a ton like i said you know pleasure
1: being able to talk with you today dorian you got anything else you want to say before we sign off i just want to say thank you man for coming on you know it's a huge honor to have you on and I, fingers crossed uh, we have a season and I hope you get on a team soon. Appreciate that, man. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. hundred percent right there. So uh, once again, I want to thank everyone for listening today, tuning in and uh, supporting our show. And with that, we'll see you guys next time.